This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning, dear listeners. Thank you for staying with us on this chilly Thursday. I'm Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by my co-host Kelly Schneider. And uh, despite what it looks like and feels like outside, we're having warm conversations. Warm conversations, yes. totally. It's warm conversations. Really yeah, we are live from uh, Dickinson, North Dakota, Southwest North Dakota, at the Parish of Queen of Peace this morning, coming to you on this uh, fourth <coughs> Thursday of Advent as we quickly uh, head toward the beautiful season of Christmas. So I hope wherever you are this morning that you are warm and you are well and taking some time to make some space for Jesus in your heart as we head uh, mm. towards towards the Christmas season. Amen. So, yes. yeah. so dear listeners, uh, in our last segment here, we are joined by Jillian Kubik uh, live in in studio in the, in the lobby of Queen of Peace here. Uh, and she is uh, involved with the Blue Hawk Catholic program. So Jillian, first of all, just thanks for being with us today on yeah. this very chilly morning. <laughs> thanks for having me. It was, it was good to have a reason to leave the house. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Otherwise we just might, might all be home. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, I can see sun, it's but funny. it's, I, I don't think it has any power, right? I can, <laughs> yeah, can I still see my car from here. So the blowing isn't too bad, but yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, Jillian, and for our listeners that haven't heard you on there before. Sure. Uh, so I grew up here in Dickinson, graduated uh, from Trinity Catholic Schools. I went to uh, the University of Dallas in Irving, Texas, a private Catholic university, got my bachelor's in theology. And uh, since then, I've been working in parish ministry, uh, college ministry, um, different kinds of infertility ministry, all just kind of uh, serving, using my, uh, my knowledge to help those who... Um, yeah, maybe need a friend along the way. And yeah. so uh, that's how I found myself helping with Blue Hawk Catholic. Beautiful. Yeah. And just uh, to link to our last segment, you know, community, that idea that we right. walk with yes. one another in our faith. And that's what we're called to uh, as Catholic Christians. So very beautiful. So uh, for, you know, those not aware, we have uh, Dickinson State University in town, DSU, um, and it does not have a Newman Center. So maybe the first question is just real quickly of what, what is a Newman Center? Yeah, great. So uh, a Newman Center is a, an excellent place on many campuses uh, throughout the nation, throughout the world, but uh, specifically in the U.S., uh, for students to come together in parish life uh, on campus, for them to receive uh, formation and community fellowship uh, but unfortunately, DSU does not have one of those. Yes. Um, a Newman Center is found on a, a focus campus, and currently, uh, DSU isn't a focus campus. Uh, but pray for that. The bishop is praying about that, and oh. um, there's hopes that um, soon that, that would be the case. So if it does become a focus campus, there would be missionaries uh, who are trained by focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, mm -hmm. who come and live life with the students and support them every day. Um, but because we don't have that, uh, we're trying to create that community with the absence of a sort of a house or a, um, a parish or kind of a, a building uh, um, right now on, on campus. Yeah. So again, I just wow. think of that idea of community, you know, and having that connection for college students that yes. are maybe away from home for the first time. 
and I know aren't tied in, you know, to their local parish or it's, you know, it's not a Catholic university or, mm-hmm. um, to have all that. So how has, how did this Blue Hawk Catholic come about in filling that gap of not having uh, a Newman Center here on campus? Yeah. So, you know, uh, there used to be a, a Newman sort of house on campus, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, many students benefited from for many years. Uh, but, for all sorts of reasons, that doesn't exist anymore. That building doesn't exist. And so for many years, it's, I think, really been the desire of not only the bishop, but really the the pastors who are here locally, who see the needs in Dickinson. And one of those large needs are the university students here who like you said, might be away from home or they might be living on their own for the first time or they are experiencing so many things as young adults. And so the pastors really wanted to find a way to serve that that need to uh, make sure that they're provided for as university students, that they know that they have a home away from home at, at, a, at a parish, at their mm-hmm. school, um, and in, in Jesus most especially. So I would, I would really say it came from a desire of our pastors here in Dickinson. Existing for a few years, Jillian, is that true? Like, I'm just thinking, okay, when, when we first moved here, I don't remember Blue Hat Catholic existing, so it's relatively new, correct? It is. This is actually only our second semester. Oh, mm. yes. there we go. Yeah. So <laughs> it's very new. It, right? Yeah, it is. However, we were just, um, we were just meeting a, a few weeks ago with the board and we all kind of remember that this was only the second semester and the Holy Spirit has done so much with it already that wow. it, it has seemed, you know, as if it's been at least two years maybe or more. There's just been so many opportunities we've had, but this is, we haven't even finished our, our second semester yet with okay. them. So, so we're just, so what are some of that? So uh, it's hard, right? Well, there's an absence of physical place mm-hmm. and so much of belonging to something is physical place. You know, we want to we want to have a home to go to. We want to have a church to go to. We want to have a school to belong to. Mm-hmm. Physical place means a lot. So, in the absence of physical place, you have to fill in the gaps. Talk a little bit to us about that, Jillian. Like how you're filling in the gaps without physical place. Yeah, that's that's a great um, a great question. So. I would say one that's always an ongoing, you know, an ongoing challenge. But uh, we knew that we needed to partner with the university uh, to make sure that um, we were serving their needs, you know, and knowing their sure. needs. And so, uh, the president of Dickinson State University is President Stephen Easton, who is um, also Catholic, and he has been an incredible support along the way. He has opened Beautiful. so many doors, literal doors, for us to meet in spaces at DSU that maybe are newer, that students haven't gotten a chance to use very much, or that he wants to bring new life to. Um, and, and so we've, we've had so many great spaces uh, to meet on campus, uh, as well as off campus. We really try to, uh, we've got some fun plans perhaps for the next few semesters about uh, meeting at uh, business places that have Catholic owners so that we can uh, show them that they, they can go to, um, you know, a Catholic barber, a Catholic shop, a Catholic, uh, you know, a grocery store, you know, there's an owner maybe there or a, a cashier that they know that's Catholic. So they can and start realizing that uh, that the church is universal. It's everywhere. They'd, it's although we would love to have a place uh, that anywhere they go, they can be home uh, because Catholics are there. In in just that the fellowship that that creates, the community that that creates of not 
feeling that isolation because I think too, just even, you know, not as a, as a college student, when you move to a new community, mm-hmm. you know, it's making those connections mm-hmm. through, through your work or your school or your parish. And so for the students to have those connections in those who are here in the community permanently, even though they might not be just here as university students for, you know, a couple of years, making those connections again, because we're all about relationships. So that's okay. very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking too, um, the, the power behind our parishes locally, having some sort of ownership in forming a solid base of, of support for these young people that are in our community, attending Dickinson State University. How do we make them feel like this is a great place to be and we'd love you to stay here longer than just four years or, or however long you're here for the college experience, but the opportunity for our parishes. Right. To, to see that they can fill a need mm-hmm. and, and, and even the, the people in the families, families of the parishes, has there been mm-hmm. some of that, has it, have you seen that Jillian come yes. alive a little bit? Yes, for sure. Uh, we, so, um, once a month, uh, part of our programming is to have a speaker come in and we try to have, uh, one or two, maybe up to even four lay people come in, uh, maybe with paired with a priest um, or maybe uh, a sister or someone that we, you know, who can kind of help lead the conversation. But we have really tried to help make connections with Catholic lay people in the community so that uh, they know that uh, there's so many people rooting for them mm-hmm. and that, that this is, can be a really great place for them to continue living and, and growing after they graduate. So there have been so many connections already made from uh, those who are wanting to perhaps shadow someone in a career field mm-hmm. or those who are engaged, wanting to meet with couples that they've met at, who are speaking. They want to maybe meet for dinner and ask them some questions about marriage. It's been really beautiful to see those partnerships that have happened not really on purpose. We haven't um, really even suggested those things that the students have come or or the speakers will suggest. If you want anything, you know, just, you know, here's my number, here's a card. And many students have taken them up on that. So I think they are starting to see that, um, yeah, Dickinson can really be a beautiful place to flourish after college. What What's the structure, Jillian, as far as how often you guys are getting together or... Yeah, that, we, that sort of thing. we meet every Tuesday okay. uh, currently. We want to make sure that they know that there's always a place to be on Tuesday. So um, that might look like a small group gathering. We might be discussing a book we read, Searching for and Maintaining Peace by Father Jacques Philippe this last semester. And then... Um, once a month on Tuesdays, we have a speaker come in. We might have a game night or go out for ice cream or um, do, do something kind of to intersperse uh, during midterms and finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of Tuesdays, once a week, uh, is what has worked uh, for the students' schedules um, this semester anyways. And uh, then we have some fun trips and things sprinkled throughout uh, the year. But um, every week, we, we try to meet so that they, they know they always have uh, some place that they can be and, and receive from and what uh, numbers what are you seeing for number are you seeing uh, yeah um on uh sort of an average like speaker night when we're really trying to bring in as you know as many students as possible um we have 
I think our largest numbers have been 30 to 35 students awesome. at those. Um, our small groups are usually about 10 to 15, um, anywhere in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been really beautiful. It's already grown so much. And, and the students themselves have been disciples, just yeah. inviting people. And that has been so beautiful to see. And that's so powerful, too, those, yes. those peer-to-peer interactions. Mm-hmm. And when they're finding something val- valuable, mm-hmm. and then they tell you know their friends about it, their classmates about it, of that that they're having, and that's really what you want and Mm -hmm. then that's I'm sure how we'll continue to grow so uh, we have to take a quick break dear listeners but don't go away we're going to continue our conversation with Jillian Kubik after the break talking about Blue Hawk Catholic the outreach program at Dickinson State University here in Dickinson don't go away we'll be right back this is Real Presence Live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Celebrating Sunday. Christians are Sunday people. What does that mean? Before we ask ourselves how we observe Sunday, we have to consider what we Christians actually celebrate on Sunday. The real and first reason for celebrating Sunday lies in the fact that on this day Christ rose from the dead. For the first time, someone returns from the dead and will not die again. But Jesus did not pass quickly into heaven. He did not simply shed time as one might shed a worn-out garment. On the contrary, he remains with us. The Feast of Sunday is therefore, above all, a profession of faith in the resurrection. Very early in the history of the Church, Christians asked themselves, why did the Lord choose this day? According to Jewish reckoning, Sunday was the first day of the week. It was therefore the day on which God created the world. It was the day on which God ended his rest and spoke, let there be light. Sunday is the first day of the week, the day of creation. That means then that Sunday is also the day on which we give thanks for creation. Creation has been given us by God as our living space, as the scene of our labor and our leisure, in which we find both the necessities and the superfluities of life, the beauty of images and sounds, which we need precisely as much as we need food and clothing. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories, and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, Real Presence Radio listeners. You're on 101.9 here in the Dickinson area, anyway. That's our call number uh, for Real Presence Radio. But we're a big network spanning five states. Is that five, five states? Five yeah, states. Wow. I mean, we, you know, we're on once a month for the most part. But we forget, like, five states. Big community. It's That's a big, awesome. It's a big area. So, so a lot of colleges, a lot of universities in five states, mm-hmm. small, big, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. 
Jillian, we're talking with Jillian Kubik. Uh, she's our guest here at the Church of Queen of Peace um, this morning, talking about Blue Hawk Catholic, which is a ministry of, could we say, the Catholic community of Dickinson, really, mm -hmm. um, to call out to the students of Dickinson State University uh, and help them live their faith vibrantly in the college years. Jillian, I'm curious, I think Amanda's curious, the, the vision of it, where it originally came from, it's very grassroots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you could speak to that a little bit. Yeah, so um, when, uh, you know, as we were talking a little bit about before, the pastors really saw this need from the students. And so, uh, you know, some of us in the Dickinson community said, well, we have a need uh, for students, so let's ask the students. Let's, let's see what they want and what they need. And so we kind of put our heads together to pick uh, just a handful of, there's, there's so many, but just a handful of Catholic students at DSU that uh, we knew perhaps could be good leaders that we could maybe invite in to a core team of some sort, um, but also we knew would probably be pretty thoughtful about what the needs were on campus. And so we, we met with them and we've continued there. We now have a, a core team that we meet with regularly that we go to. We don't really make any decisions without consulting the students because they know uh, what's going to work, what's not working, what they need, what they're desiring. And so we, uh, yeah, met with them, asked them kind of what the needs were. Uh, it's so great that we have a Father Shea uh, in town because he uh, did ministry at the University of Mary in Bismarck ah. for so many years. So he, there's so much experience uh, for Catholic uh, students uh, from his perspective. And then the pastors, of course, have uh, great uh, prayer and, and discernment about what, what's needed. And coupled with the students' desires, we really just decided in small ways what's needed and kind of start started building a schedule. Um, seminarian uh, Ryan Martyret was here last year and he really helped uh, yeah, kind of solidify that plan. And then uh, this year, uh, seminarian Colton Steiner uh, is here. And so he's kind of been uh, picking up uh, where Ryan left off and um, assisting me with kind of forming the students and, and consulting them and making sure that those needs are met. But uh, I would say, yeah, first and foremost, the pastors. And then we, yeah, met with the students just to see what they needed. And then also President Easton had a lot of, um, a lot of ideas and a lot of desires too, which was really great to see. So we met with him and uh, just put all those ideas together to form yeah. Uh, what, yeah, what we have uh, today. Yeah. And to have the, the support of President Easton, mm -hmm. that's invaluable. That's invaluable. I mean, we're, we're talking about a public university you know, um, in a small community that is very Catholic. Mm -hmm. um, but, but that support, and talk about putting all of the right pieces of the puzzle together. You brought about Father Shea, um, certainly um, Father Waltz, Father Ruel, Monsignor Richter, um, the, the young priest that we have with Father Dvorak and Father Warner and mm -hmm. Father Smith. I mean, we're, we're at a different place in this part of the state in, in terms of of where the Catholic faith is going yes. than we have been in a long time. Yeah, and I was just thinking too of, you know, the seminarians too coming in. You said all those yes. pieces of the puzzle. And so while we, we don't have a Newman Center and where it's it's been a couple of years since we've had really a Catholic presence on campus, it seems like, you know, the time is ripe and the right people, yes. you know, are here mm -hmm. to, to make this happen. And as you said, 
it, it's only the second semester, right, that this right. happened. So began in the spring semester last year. That's right. And talk a little bit about like some of the growth that you've seen, like what what's happening now. You're meeting on Tuesdays. Where do you see things going? What's, yes. what's the vision moving forward into the third semester? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so much growth. First of all, just the number of students involved. Uh, we also, we started really with going to SEEK. Uh, oh. Monsignor Shea invited us to SEEK last J January. And that was kind of our first kickoff, which was just kind of wild without even having a program. We invited a bunch of students. It was a, it was great. And now, yeah, meeting weekly. Um, Father Shea has been so intentional and, and, and incredible in uh, planning our first uh, pilgrimage to Rome, which is mm. happening in May for the students. Uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be incredible. Um, so there's so many students who are signed up uh, to do that. Um, we have yeah expanded just yeah knowing what the needs are and what they you know talking about not having a a place to be. Mm -hmm. It's been really encouraging. Uh, you know, we come with all these ideas to the board and then we always have to ask ourselves, what do we really need? Huh. You know, what is it that we really need? We have all these desires and they're good desires. They're all so good, but uh, the Holy Spirit has provided all of our actual needs for the ministry. And right now he, uh, he said, you don't quite need a house yet. You don't <laughs> quite need a building uh, because I've provided all of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully in the future, that would be uh, the case, that there would be a, a kind of a more permanent space. Um, and as we kind of chatted a little bit about before, the bishop really has a, de a desire to perhaps bring focus to campus. So yeah, we're praying for that. You know, that's um, really just in the beginning works of prayer and, and conversation. But that would, be, that would be really incredible to get some full-time missionaries on campus uh, to help build that kind of peer-to-peer. -peer. That's already just been so natural, but to give the students support and to reach the students that perhaps I or the seminarians or the students can't meet because they aren't in those classrooms or you know they, they aren't on you know in on that team or right. whatever that is it's, it can be a little bit challenging to break some of those barriers but when you have full-time missionaries that that can certainly help Jillian as we uh, we're, we're closing in here on the end but but I want to get to helping our listeners know how they can support mm. what can we do in the area mm -hmm. what what are the needs mm -hmm. how can we help fill those needs as listeners? That, that's an excellent question. I think uh, one, just asking about it, you know, just uh, if you see a college student or someone who looks like, you know, maybe they're wearing something with DSU, making sure they're aware that Blue Hawk Catholic exists. Um, if you see a college student at mass, inviting them to sit with you because we don't have a Newman Center, sure. uh, helping them just feel as welcome as possible, where, you know, wherever you're at. Um, and, you know, it's been really beautiful. There's a lot of uh, growth in some other areas. Some other universities uh, locally have heard about Blue Hawk Catholic and want to grow. So if you're not in Dickinson, you know, maybe just praying that something like this could happen at your local university if they don't have a Newman Center. Um, just being aware, you know, where yeah. are the college students at and referring them to uh, the campus ministry that's available. Yeah. 
One last question real quick, Jillian. How do the students find out, because you aren't meeting necessarily in the same place every week, and it is Tuesday nights, what's the best way for people to find out information about your programming? That's great. So uh, the first is through our core team, really. It's it's still, um, like I, like uh, Kelly said, very grassroots. Um, they The university has a weekly calendar or a monthly calendar, that's, but that's updated. So our events are, are typically on okay, there perfect. that they can go to. Um, but reaching out to the students who are pretty vocal about being part of I've seen uh, some campus. posters around at parishes, exactly. and yep. so it's good to know that's on the school calendar yep. uh, for those that want to take part in that. So, yeah, very exciting things going on in the city of Dickinson, including uh, Blue Cock Catholic. Uh, and Jillian, we thank you for being with us uh, this morning, and we look forward to having you back again to see uh, what updates happen in the upcoming semesters. Yes, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listeners, at this point, we're going to uh, put it back to the studio for a preview of upcoming programming on Real Presence Radio. On the next Real Presence Live Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Chris Euler and Father Tim Cohn are your hosts, coming to you live from Ron Colley High School in Aberdeen, South Dakota. They'll be speaking with Mo Irvine about how we can be the hands and feet of Jesus behind prison walls. And Dr. Billy Madler will be introducing a new program that the University of Mary is now offering. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you, Thank you for that, Rachel. We appreciate that. Always good things happening uh, on Real Presence Radio and uh, throughout the listening area. Uh, and Kelly and I were visiting just a little bit before uh, we went on air today about uh, the beautiful traditions of Advent. Uh, and mm -hmm. particularly, we are in these days of the Christmas novena in the O Antiphons mm -hmm. leading up uh, to the last days of Christmas. So I think we're always familiar with the, the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, Emmanuel right? Mm -hmm. And singing that uh, throughout uh, Advent. But listeners might not know that those verses are the, the O Antiphons, which are prayed as part of the liturgy in the days, uh, the week leading up to Christmas. And um, so very beautiful. And I was particularly struck yesterday as we were in the first day of winter and very cold and dark that the O Antiphon was, O Come, Thou Day Spring, Come and Cheer, Our Spirits to Thine Advent Here. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadow put to flight. Mm -hmm. uh, and that the church and their wisdom so on the first day of winter, the darkest day of the year, reminds us of the light of Christ that is mm -hmm. to come. And so, uh, dear listeners, in these final days of Advent mm -hmm. as we head into Christmas, uh, we wish you and your families that light of Christ, that warmth of the Christ child that is to come into your hearts and homes as we prepare for Christmas. Yes. Advent blessings, everyone. Have a Merry Christmas. Yes. We will see you. Well, we won't see you. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you in the new year. In the new year, We'll talk yes. at you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.